0: Hey everyone, it's Jake Nathan here with a new episode of Career Talks. Today you'll hear my interview with Brianna Holt. She's a junior editor at BuzzFeed and a model. I had so much fun doing this and it seems like BuzzFeed is just an incredible place to work. Brianna's audio is a little bit muffled, but I don't think it's going to matter because she gives loads of amazing career advice. Welcome to Career Talks. Alrighty, so let's have Brianna introduce herself.
1: I'm Brianna Holt. I am a junior editor at BuzzFeed. Um, I write mainly about music and fashion, and I went to the University of Texas at Austin.
0: I've always thought BuzzFeed seemed like a cool place to work. I was curious what Brianna's day-to-day looked like as a writer.
1: So as an editor on a regular basis, I am editing a post-a-day. That's my target to get eight posts um, edited and published by other users, I mean, or I would say writers. And then once I have those eight posts up, I'm free to cover my beat. And my beat is culture. So anything that falls under culture, which is music, fashion, style, um, and sometimes like arts and entertainment, depending on what it really what the story is behind it, I would cover that. And so I would say two thirds of the day I'm editing and then a third of the day I'm creating my own content.
0: So it seems like a lot of her day is filled with editing. What does editing a BuzzFeed article entail?
1: Yeah, so for the editing, it's anything from grammar, just making sure there's no grammatical errors, to writing style. BuzzFeed has a very particular voice, I would say, that's different than a lot of um, other news outlets and entertainment agencies. And so sometimes there's certain words that can be used or certain ways to change the writing to make it sound more like the BuzzFeed voice and appeal more to our audience. And then also with editing, I make thumbnails for every post that I edit. So I make about three of those per post. And then I make four headlines for each article as well. So it takes about an hour. I, I would say I can, I edit about two posts per hour because BuzzFeed's content also is very short form um, in their lists and their quizzes. Um, so it doesn't, it's not like the typical editing where you're editing something for one piece for like four hours you can get it done in about 30 minutes
0: if you're a writer for buzzfeed i'd imagine you get thousands of views on everything you write i asked brianna what that was like having so many people read her stuff
1: yeah it's a cool feeling i remember so i started at buzzfeed as a fellow and then after the fellowship ended i got hired on full-time um, and I remember when my first article hit, it didn't hit, we consider something going viral when it hits a million. So it didn't hit a million when I was in a fellowship, but I got one that hit like 900,000, close to one million. And so that was a great feeling to know that something I wrote was able to gain that much traffic.
0: The most content i view viewed from BuzzFeed is probably in the form of their very entertaining YouTube videos. I was curious if Brianna ever got to be in one of those.
1: Yeah, so majority of our videos, I would say, are shot in house, and so most of the people who are casted for these videos do work at Buzzfeed. I've been in a few videos um, where it's like people shotgun a beer for the first time. I I don't know why I had never done that, especially going to a party school like UT. I don't know why I had never shotgun beer. Um, so I got to be in that video and try that. And basically, we have a casting network within our company where it's like. They'll send out a notice, hey, we're looking for people who have X, Y, Z. And then if you, you know, if it pertains to you, then you can submit yourself for the video.
0: Interesting. I'll have to go check out that video once I finish this podcast. My next question, what's the company culture like at BuzzFeed?
1: I would say the culture is pretty young and hip. Um, I would say the age range is around 21. So when people are, you know, graduate college. Um or undergrad twenty one to thirty two is probably the oldest person that I can think of that I work with. and now, keep in mind, I'm talking about the editorial and video side and business and sales and h r of course, at any company, you will probably see older people. Um, but at least in my department and the creative department where I work, it's a much younger group, and it's it's super fun. It almost in a sense reminds me of a high school feel because everybody is so has their friend group and you know and we all eat lunch together at the same time we basically have like a cafeteria where food is served and so it it really makes you feel like you're going when you're going to work you're going to be around your friends and you're working but you're also around people that you hang out with outside of work so it's a great work-life balance already
0: okay i'm sold on buzzfeed how can i work there
1: Yeah, so at Best Seed, we have internships, fellowships, and residencies. I don't really know 100% what the difference is between the three of them um, because they are all temporary roles and there's a lot of training that goes on in those roles. I would say maybe a fellowship has more training than an internship and is a little bit longer than an internship. But pretty much, I would say they're all how a lot of people who work at Best Seed have started. Most people have been an intern at one point or a fellow or a resident um, before getting hired on because obviously you get that work experience and get to learn a lot prior to seeing if you can really do the job.
0: So Brianna is a pretty recent graduate from college and I wanted to get her advice on what life is like in the real world so I can prepare for it myself.
1: I would say if you do have time maybe take a month or two off. I feel I went straight into working and I wish I had taken a break for a while Um, but also I graduated at an odd time. December is a super odd time to graduate and honestly a little tip or secret I would highly recommend to graduate early if you can because there's so many less people applying for jobs in December versus May because everyone graduates in May so when you're graduating in December you just have I would just say, yep, a much more likelihood at getting a job right away because there's not as much competition because not as many people graduate during that time. Um, And so, yeah, it was a little stressful. I mean, I had to move to New York within a month, find housing, um, and then start working right away. And the fellowship was already stressful because you're just thinking every day, am I going to get higher than that? Am I doing well enough? Am I, you know, at any fellowship, you'll probably feel that way until something's permanent. So it was a great learning experience. It definitely helped me. It welcomed me to adulthood immediately. I didn't really get to like have that time to chill, but I wouldn't take it back for anything.
0: Great advice there from Brianna. A lot of college students come in with credit or could take more hours and graduate a semester early. Seems like a really good idea to me. One of my guilty pleasures is looking at company offices. I'm a sucker for those modern, cool looking offices with all the crazy stuff like ping pong tables and all those snacks. I wanted to know if the BuzzFeed office is what I envisioned it to be.
1: The office in general, I would say, like, when people ask what it's like, I think of how I pictured Google to look. I've never even been to Google, but I've seen pictures of it before. But more like a really, you know, spread out office, not really, sit- you're not sitting in a cubicle, like, people are sitting at tables, it's very open very colorful, um, a lot of like cool shaped chairs and couches, and we have two rooftops. And so it's just like, it's a really cool office space.
0: As the conversation went on, I kept getting more excited about BuzzFeed. My next question, what's the best advice you have for people applying there? If you want to work for BuzzFeed, listen closely. So when I
1: applied, I first of all did not think I was going to hear back or get a job. I was very shocked because I didn't know anyone. And I know a lot of these big companies, It's like you said, tons of people are applying and it's probably based on connections. One thing I found out is that BuzzFeed, we have a community group, which is called BuzzFeed Community. You could just Google it and it comes up. And it's where BuzzFeed allows people to write. And other companies have communities. I think as well. And where it's like you, people can create an account, a Buzzfeed account, and they can write for Buzzfeed. And then the the community editors get to see those posts. And then we decide whether it's something we would use or not on our site. And then if we decide we would use it, we edit it, clean it up and then promote it to our site. And so a lot of people who were in my fellowship prior to getting hired they were already writing posts for BuzzFeed, like just in college and just even some people in high school just writing posts for them. And so that made their application stick out because these people recognized them when they got their application. And also they were able to show, hey, I did this BuzzFeed post or I did these 30 BuzzFeed posts. And then they can look at it and be like, wow, this person got x X amount of views like already and they don't work here. So I feel like that is the best way to make yourself stand out in terms of, if you're looking for
0: an editorial position. Wow. If I wanted to write for BuzzFeed, I would be submitting articles to that company like crazy. I had a feeling Brianna had more advice to give, so I asked her if she had any more advice for job seekers. Spoiler alert. She did. Big time.
1: I mean, honestly, look on Twitter. I mean, you can can really find out who works where if you really want to do your research and maybe that's just because have a journalism background and know how to creep and find out who works where and what keywords to search. Um, but I would say contact people. I mailed my resume to BuzzFeed because I just being working and I see how many emails I get a day. And there's so many emails that I do not even open. If I see that it's not from somebody who I work with, you know, or something that's urgent, I just don't open it. Cause I just don't have time. So a lot of people are thinking, well, I emailed this person and I reached out, but if they don't know your name and they don't recognize you, why would they feel so obligated to even open it? But one thing is people do always check their mail. When they get something sent to them at work, they definitely are going to open that. They're not going to have a letter on their desk and not open it. So I think mailing your cover letter or your resume to the person who is recruiting for that position can make you at least stand out or grab their attention.
0: This is why I love career talks. I get insight like this that I would have never known. I'm definitely going to mail my resume to a bunch of companies now. Okay, now for some of Brianna's college experience.
1: Yeah, so I double majored. Um, I majored in journalism, and then my second major was corporate communication. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it in journalism because it is a very competitive field, and I knew... The only way I was doing journalism, if it was, if I was going to work for a big company, I knew I didn't want to, um, you know, stay local, like in Dallas where I'm from, and like just do like a local news station. So I needed to have a backup. So I double majored, um, and I did business foundations, which you're probably aware of what that is. Um, and yeah, and that, and I made sure that every semester I had an internship, I would say that is so important. have an, even if it's like just a ten hour internship, just do whatever you can do to build your resume and and build your skill set because especially like in the field of journalism it's it's so important to have internship experience because that's what when you when it's time to apply for those jobs and they ask for those writing samples, they don't want to see that you just did writing samples from here's my writing sample from this class or this class they want to see that you wrote for a place and it got published online and it you know that you've done something a little more professional.
0: Do you notice how Brianna was so meticulous with the way she went about college? It was honestly just inspiring getting to talk to her. She did so many things right in college. I was wondering, what mistakes did she make? What's something she could have improved upon?
1: I think one thing that I wish I had done more of as a, as a journalism student was expose myself to more news. Um I mean, and it's so easy to expose yourself to news. I would say Twitter is the best way to get news really fast, depending on if you're following the right people. And then also to have push notifications on your phone. You can have, you know, notifications from the CNN app or wherever you go to for your news, just to have that and start reading those headlines and maybe not reading the whole article, but getting a gist of it because a lot of journalism students go into journalism school thinking like, oh, I want to do sports when I come out or I want to do politics. I want to do fashion. And then by the time you graduate, you may not get that job in that department. You might be, you know, wanting to do sports, but now you, you can only find fashion jobs. So expose yourself to as much news as you can in different aspects so that when it is time, you're not shocked. Because I definitely was shocked when I took that um, internship and was writing political pieces. I had never done that. I was not into politics as much as I should have been. Um, and I just know if I had been following you on Twitter, it would have helped so much more to know what was
0: going on. Great advice. Now to the final question, my personal favorite. What's the best piece of life advice that you've ever been given?
1: Yeah, I would say honestly, never to get too comfortable. It's very easy to do that when you have a job and I can't go too into this, um, but it is easy to get comfortable just in life in general, at your job or the position you're doing or with the salary you're making or, you know, even in, rela- even in relationships with your friends and it's always just keep venturing out and expanding and learning more because when you start getting comfortable is when you stop growing and you stop learning because you feel like, oh, well, this, you know, this feels good, what I have right now, this job feels good and this pay is good, but you can all, this, everybody else is still going to be pushing themselves and moving forward and you don't want to fall behind. I would just say never get too comfortable.
0: What a wonderful talk Priyana and I had. She poured out so much great advice for anyone seeking a job. And there's definitely things I'll be implementing from our conversation. I just sent my dream company a package with my resume in it. We'll see what happens, I guess. See you next time on Career Talks.